Hello. Welcome to Tales of Recovery. This is Gris Alves, your host, and this will be a short um, conversation about grief. We have a big grief um, death cafe coming up here June 24th, and I don't know if it can come soon enough. Just noticing and seeing all of these things that are happening um, here in those Uniteds. It's interesting that, you know, last night I, I closed out a little bit of the social media because it was just so many people posting left and right oh, um, about gun control, If you know, with this mass shooting that they had. Two mass shootings, and the one a few days ago, and then a couple of weeks ago. In the schools, right? In the schools. And I've been thinking about how fucked up the school system is for many years now. At least for me, it never really worked. I, I went to high school really to have fun with some friends, didn't really learn much. Sports were great. And I understand people value education, but there's a big shift happening in the world, and not everyone's paying attention. I'm not sure how much longer this quote-unquote system of education is really going to be working. There are so many alternative options that I know aren't accessible to everyone. However, school has really become like the place to send, you know, to babysit your kids while you go to work and hustle. And where everything is like just like, it's like, well, they call it the pipeline to prison. And in the last you know, 25 years, 27 years that I've been working in and out of the prisons as a public defender, investigator, I can tell you that the system, like the issues begin way beyond anyone setting any rules. Like all of this gun control lobbying, oh, now we have to do gun control lobbying because why does this 18-year-old kid have a gun? Um, And yes, there, there probably should be, you know, some accountability for that. I don't, I don't think any 18-year-old should have a gun, but it's okay for them to have a gun if we're sending them off to, to a war to fight um, and kill kids over there. And I am an immigrant coming in from another country where guns are completely illegal. You cannot have a gun legally in Mexico. I mean, there's a few rules here and there for hunting, but of course, um, there's a lot of killings that happen down there all the time every day and guns are illegal so it's great for everybody to be very very being very upset about and wanting to blame all this on gun control and politicians but community is what's going to save us not the government the government is way over i mean they might have some good things they're doing but it's like giving all of your power to for example, the church, and thinking that only the priest can tell you what to do or how to feel or whether or not you're going to be safe. That's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. Some of us, some people still choose to go and, you know, have a wedding in a church or do the mass because we haven't stepped into this shift of change, of understanding that these these regulations, these constrictions, these rules of church and government aren't really um, aren't really working. They don't work 
because one, there's too many people and you can't think you're going to control the people either with religion or with government. And that's their main focus. Control. Supposedly, the main focus is to help, right? And, and they maybe do help here and there, but I think it's important that we take accountability and start building community. It starts with us. It starts with us. The community of your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues. If you're my age, you for sure now have been in, you know, in connection with lots of people for many, many years. And even your high school friends or your younger friends or your whatever, 20-year-old friends, friends that have been with you since you were 20 years old, 15 years old, have... Um, have grown in different paths. And so there's connections. There's connections for different community building that we can be responsible for and step into instead of blaming the government or the gun control or the school systems. Now, I, for one, would have loved to unschool my kids. I didn't have, I think, the capacity or the the courage to do it um, way before when it, when, it would have, when, it, when it would have been a good time to do it. I was a little bit still stuck in this system because it does suck you in. It, it is kind of what we're a product of. So we're not sick or, or bad people. We are a product of a sick society. And I, you know, the, the parents of these kids God forbid this happened to anybody, but it, it did, just as it happens all over the world, especially in Mexico. And the, the, the reason I'm coming on here just to briefly discuss this is because I think it's important that we step up and find alternative ways. Like for me, I, would not, I, don't, I hate taking my kid to school. Like I've been dropping them off. Um... You know, praying, sending, you know, all of my intentions to the gods or whoever's out there, that nobody decides to drive by and shoot his high school. What the fuck is that? And if you don't have the resources to go buy a huge-ass land of property and just live off of the land and, you know, do your thing, then... You know, they, they need to go to college, right? They need to do their education to be part of the system. I mean, they don't really. There's lots of other ways to do it. But that's kind of like the road, the track that we're on. And there's a lot of... Uh, I have now recently been searching into outdoor schools, uh, more communities where I can show up and be with this community, like the one that I'm taking my grandkids in the summer, which is Terra Madre. And then um, I'm going to be, you know, this is like an outdoor school where they learn to farm. They learn to connect with animals, with nature, with themselves, with other people. There's yoga. There's uh, ancestral knowledge and teachings that are, in my opinion, so important. And this society, this, this controlling government, is kind of taught us that that's dumb, that that's not going to make you any money, that you should go into big tech or that you should be, you know, um, a multi-millionaire and 
being in Forbes magazine and that that's the goal and the journey to that goal is through um, um, these high schools that are getting shot at and then the universities and all this big business. And I'm, I love education. I think education is phenomenal. But we're in a shift where you can get a lot of that education online or in books or in community. And I think the root cause is this Puritan hustle, shame-based and money-driven individualized society that's causing so much separation and mental health issues. The mental health issues come from the whole body. If our bodies are not able to alchemize grief, which has been coming down the line here for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean, even the people that came over to the United States to, number one, take over the natives and kill them. Number two, to bring a shit ton of slaves and then make it look holy. Mm-hmm. And this whole system that goes way beyond um, before they even showed up to, quote-unquote, um, discover America. Because these griefs, these killings, these, these um, systems of oppression have been in place for at least a thousand years before they even came here, maybe even longer than that. And all of this stuff, if you have read the book called In My Grandmother's, My Grandmother's Hands, mm-hmm. um, Risa explains very well in there how these memories that get stuck in the body, these memories of abuse, of your great-grandmothers, great-great-great-grandmothers being burned because they were curing people with herbs instead of what the church wanted at the university. Um, the whole, like, you know, medieval times where there was just so much torture. This all kind of gets uh, emotionally inherited into the next generation and the next generation. And we're so, in such a hurry to survive that there really isn't time for grieve or to forgive or to alchemize it. And everybody that came to the United States was probably running away. I don't think if you had a cush little life in Paris or in London, you wanted to even go to the States. It was mostly people that were trying to find a better life. Because over there, it was oppressive and it sucked and they couldn't do what the fuck they wanted. Over here, allegedly you can, but not really. And on the cost of whom? Who, you know, so much desecration, so many people getting killed, so many people mm, being brought over and sold and trapped as slaves. And, you know, the power of whoever had control at this time taking over doing what they want. And they've been shootings in the wild, wild west ever since the time came. I mean, they came over. Some states have deeper regulations than others and, you know, laws that you can't do this, you can't do that. But I tell you what, like I said, 27 years, no matter how many rules you have, people will bring drugs across the border. People will have a gun and shoot whoever. There's gangs and you have, you know, uh, several cases that I've worked on that are death penalty murder cases where a lot of children were killed. There's no attention on that because it was just gangs. And so gangs, they're assuming, well, you know, they're gangs, that's what they do. 
in schools, that's not what's supposed to happen. And it's not. It's not at all. So I don't really know if we do, you know, stop the schools and maybe just uh, homeschool, unschool all the kids, send them to Terra Madre, send them to outdoor schools and go with them if we can. But mostly the community... Um, It's like a, a beginning of healing in the you know the heart healing the heart because um, who knows what that kid that shot him was going through who knows what his parents went through when we have um, some of the work that I've done a client who's the actual criminal one of the things we need to do is uh, mitigate his life history does he have brain injuries was he on medication was his mom you know, high on roofies and alcohol during his pregnancy. Did they drop him five times on his head when he was a baby? What is his immigration history? Or just like his life history, they're not all coming from outside the States. There's plenty of people that have been here for hundreds of years that are doing this as well. So looking into the history of where this comes from, there's a lot, a lot of of healing and processing that needs to get done. And the judges, they don't really care. They're still going to put people in jail. Um, that's just the way the system works. You know, there's um, a couple of older, more um, not so westernized civilizations that take care of their own when somebody fucks up. And they bring you inside the circle of the community and they sing your song of your birth and they just sit with you until you realize that you done messed up, you fucked up, and that you are actually not a bad person, but you did something wrong. And then they re they work on this rehabilitation as a community. What happens here, they pick you up, they put you in a little cell. Or at school, they send you to detention. Everything is rated. You either are a straight-A student or you need you know help. You need medication. You're not behaving like everybody else. You're not sitting in the seat. So we're going to give you some uh, Ritalin or this or that or the other so that you can be parallel to everybody else. And that's just not the way it works. And there are a lot of grassroots and and communities and groups out there that are doing things different. And this, I think, is a message to, to thank them, to applaud them. I know that I have so many friends and community where I, you know, at least for food, we share the eggs from the chickens and the vegetables from the garden and the fruits from the trees and whatever else we can, constantly sharing meals together um, and doing a lot of healing work just on sliding scale donation. I saw this chick the other day on Instagram who, I don't know, she's, you know, there's so many goddesses and all these people that are now putting it out there, out there like spiritual leaders and one of the things she said was that she had to get off of Instagram for a bit here because she was acting too too patriarchal in her in her platform, meaning like all these circles that they're doing, they're charging a shit ton of money for. And that that was capitalistic and that that was wrong. And the, even our own self-castigo, how do you say that? Like our own self-punishment. Like, oh, if I'm charging for this, it must be wrong. Like there's just no... Um, there's a lack of empathy and self-compassion. If all you do 
is, you know, hold circles for women and hold space for others. It's okay to have an energetic exchange. It doesn't mean you're being patriarchal. You probably shouldn't be charging, you know, $500 an hour. But but it's, um, it's important work because this, this, these circles, right? These like sweat lodges, these retreats, this grief work, death cafe, um, you know, a lot of the sound healing that's coming up now in yoga studio. This is where some of the healing happens. The healing that we need to be doing inside of our bodies because all of it is really trauma. And it's not this lifetime's trauma. It could be, like I said, emotionally inherited from your mother, great-grandmother, great-great-great-great-great, and so on all the way. I recommend you read that book, My Grandmother's Hands. I recommend we all read The Body Keeps the Score. Great braiding sweetgrass as well to learn that we have this connection that we've lost with the earth. And a lot of these schools, because I'm assuming that this shooter kid went to one of these schools while growing up. And what do you do as a parent? You drop them off at 8 in the morning, pick them up at 6 p.m. because you're working. So there's this disconnect from your family, which I guess in some cases it's good because your home life sucks. But there's also, these schools are looking more and more like jails. So, unless, you know, there's a bigger investment in planting planters and having animals, I really think it'd be great to have at least two big dogs in each classroom for the students to come and take care of the dogs and co-regulate with them and, and have, you know, an unconditional love experience with these animals. Animals and plants and the earth is what's going to save us. Gun control is going to be another rule that may help or may not help. Yes, having a one-point entry to the school might be a good idea. I mean, that's where it's at right now. There's pretty much a one-point entry when you're getting into an airplane. They could do that at a school. If that's the school you want to send your kids to. Um, And again, why are we sending them to school? Um versus us creating the schools with community. So there's some communities in Mexico that did this when uh, they had the, the, the shutdown, this pandemic thing, and those schools were opening up. Several people would get together and just have everyone come over to their garden, and one or two or the adults would teach. And the, the way when the schools opened up again, they stayed in these communities because they thought... This is a lot better. This is this is more um, healing. It's more intimate, and there's a there's a way of not having to get stuck in the system. Because what we're doing now, really, if you're in the system, is working it right. You have to work the system. You have to figure out what insurance to get so that you can get to that doctor if you have HMO or to this one to get to this separation. But Really, the best thing for me is to try to not go to the doctor and to try to do maybe better um, a community of naturopaths or education about food and what you're eating. I have a friend who's a doctor who says his patients come over and they're like, he asks them if they have high blood pressure or diabetes. Why do you think you have high blood pressure? And most of the time they say, I don't know. 
Well, well, what are you eating for breakfast? I don't know, you know, a couple of muffins and coffee. And then I eat some donuts and more coffee. And then I have to support, you know, all these kids because they're not working. And then I have SpaghettiOs from a can for dinner. And it's a big problem, I get it. Not everyone has money to buy fresh food, but you can have a little piece of... Maybe you can't have some garden out in your house, but you can build this community where somebody else does. And you can go and volunteer to help harvest some of the vegetables and take some fresh vegetables home. The thing is, if we don't take responsibility for our own health, for our own children, for our own community, and just want some big, fat government to do it, I don't think it's going to happen. We do need to vote. We need to find informed people that are ethically responsible, that want, you know, the same um, goodness, I guess, peace for their kids than we do. But here's the problem. I remember in another case I had, because most of what I do really is mitigation, because by the time the feds get you, you're fucked. In one of the mitigation cases I had, this one woman who was arrested, well, several, I'll tell you, several cases were the same. Desperate for money, brings drugs across the border, no criminal record besides a domestic violence because her husband used to, you know, hit her. And she finally hit him back. And I think, you know, she went to have a meeting with the, with the husband while she was out on bail. And the prosecutor put her right, called him to the judge and was going to put her back in prison. By this, I mean, I had met with her. I had met her kids. I had done studies about where they came from, their education. She was raising five kids on her own. They were all in school. The older ones were helping the younger ones. And if she went back into jail, it was going to fuck everything up. Like, they weren't going to have a place to live. I remember telling the prosecutor, like, look, she went to meet this dude because domestic violence can't get undone in one month. It's years of history. I know, but we don't feel safe. Fuck you. Her kids are now not going to be all safe. And guess what? Those little kids are going to grow up. And they're probably about the same age as yours. So eventually, they'll meet each other in this road of life. So the, the, the discernment that these people in office need to have. And I know they're overwhelmed and there's thousands of cases. But there's no, um, in my opinion, it's just hard to just leave it all up to the government. We need to take action create communities, own up to the responsibilities of helping a little bit more maybe than you want to help. We usually finish work, go to our homes, lock the door. I don't want to talk to anybody. I mean, when was the last time you had your neighbors over? And it could be that I'm, you know, from another country and in Mexico, just everyone's always coming over and the neighbors got your back and... And I think in the societies here, we're so scared that we kind of like, everything has to be planned. Like you want to hang out with someone, oh, in two weeks at seven, from seven to 10. And everything is so organizedly controlled. So just to maybe step in and, and just think a little bit more about how can we soften into spreading our arms into community? Because it starts with us. And... Thank you, all of you out there doing the work at Sliding Scale. 
Um, I think yoga is a wonderful way of regulating the body, but it's not accessible to everyone. So OD yoga, community yoga, mindfulness, those places that are offering different alternative um, methods of going to yoga without having to pay, you know, $25 a class. And um, maybe I suggest turning off the social media for so long because I think that really fucks up the body as well. Because you're up in your head and you're not really in the body. And you're getting all these images and sensations and opening up portals to stuff that may or may not be so helpful all the time. Um, and to check it in, yes, a lot of us run our businesses on there. I know I do. But that doesn't mean I have to be on there 24 hours a day. Yesterday I was on there, for, yesterday or the day of the shooting, and by the time of the night came, I had a really horrible, horrible stomach ache, and I felt so sick. I thought, well, I didn't really eat anything bad. What's going on? It's, and it's all emotional. It's all the vicious that are coming in, all that energetic impact from uh, everybody's opinions about what happened. And it's a disgrace that that had to happen. And condolences to all the parents, the family members, the teachers, the friends of everybody that was there. And also to everybody else that's getting killed all over the world. There's women in Mexico getting killed left and right. Native American women here as well. And that isn't really on the news because well, everyone's so used to it and it's just not big news anymore. And yeah, you know, these posts about go hug your family and say thank you. Of course, every day though, just when there's a shooting, say hello to your neighbors, have a party in your block, have a neighborhood block party, volunteer when you can, and know that um, maybe you don't have access to land, but maybe you can help a farmer. Maybe you don't have access to, you know... Something very expensive like, I don't know, cooking classes or whatever. But you, you, you probably have a friend that does it. We all can become a little bit more creative about creating our own little or big communities of revolutionary information and accompaniment through grief, through breaking down all of the bullshit that is, uh, has been put into our minds that this is the way that reality has to be. It doesn't have to be. The church is full of shit. And this is the problem with this whole Puritan stuff. And so, you know, running now to pray because you feel that is a beautiful thing. You know, we all need help and that's just in the human condition is to seek comfort. However, know the systems know where they come from, know who created them, know what they were for, and understand that this is part of the problem, and understand that this is part of this, you know, shame-based society that doesn't ever really want to say, I'm hurting, I need therapy, I'm hurting, um, somebody help me with my kid. I don't care if you think he has ADHD, maybe he doesn't need to learn in the same way that everybody's learning, because kids have a variety of ways of learning. Maybe the government, if they really want to help, instead of giving billions of dollars to Ukraine, can just make those schools like the Waldorf and Montessori's and farms more accessible for education. 
then they wouldn't make money, right? However, it would help healing. It would help heal. It would help heal the the kids, the families, and the future of wherever we're going. I know that uh, you know. I have little grandkids coming through to probably be moving around us, and I don't really think I, you know, if their mom's okay with it, why would they go in the system? Their grandma died, their dad died. Going in the system is going to be fucking brutal. Um, so we're going to the earth. We're going to go play with dirt and learn how to farm and how to raise animals and how to be in community with others that are connected to the real mother and hopefully um, spread that community and share in an even wider way. Uh, I might be jaded because of so many years working in government that I already kind of, like I've lost, I mean, I've seen so much corruption, not just in Mexico, here in the States as well. But I know um, if I hold myself accountable, responsible, and walk in integrity, do the work I'm supposed to do, don't steal, don't lie, don't fuck shit up, then um, I have a better opening and a possibility to grow communities of, that are like-minded. And I invite you to, to find and to seek these communities. Some of them are online. Um, and my friend Sarah cooks broth every Tuesday on... I forget what that app is called, but it's, um, it's one where you just listen in on the phone. Um, people are giving free meditations online all the time. There's Insight Timer app where you can help to calm yourself a little bit so that then you have a brighter perspective on what you're going to do for work or for a living or... Um, or to be able to step in to ask for some help. And, you know, it's a, it's a tricky slope to stay hopeful and positive. It's easy to fall into it, and sometimes we just fall into it, and that's what it is. Um, but seek it out there. Come to Death Cafe. Death Cafe is lighting scale, and we process a lot of grief there. And it's very, very healing. There's um, a lot of other support meetings that are also donation-based, like 12-step meetings, recovery meetings, codependent meetings, um, uh, whatever, whatever your addiction is. Those groups are pretty cool as well. There's uh, lots of drum circles over at the beach where you can go and hang out with people and get some of that energy out through the drums and and reach out. I have many, many connections that if you need help with X, Y, or Z, I could probably hook it up. And same with anybody else who's out there um, that has access to friends that are massage therapists or nurses or doctors or, I don't know, therapists, Reiki healers, construction workers, whatever it is. May we be able to learn to trade again, barter and trade. Um, because we trust each other as a humanity. 
instead of being fearful and uh, expecting just somebody out there to come and fix things. That's not going to happen. So, it's on us. It's on us and it's time. I'm going to read you guys before I close this up here. A post from a teacher that I very much respect. Um, oh shoot, it's on Instagram. Give me one second. Let's pause this for one second. Okay, we're recording again. Um, Miranda writes, The sickness that plagues the earth has been in motion for 500 plus years. And how we stop it is up to us. It says we're not powerless. We have the numbers to right the wrongs. The systems are broken because they are based off of control, domination, and desecration. A little bit of what I said. It's not shocking that evil continues. It is shocking we don't rise in our numbers and communities to stop it. And I don't think she's talking about stopping it with violence. We have been desensitized to the evil because it moves around us each day. It burrows in the mind. It feeds our illusions. It forces us to fear. It coddles us in comfort. It continues the destruction. It separates us from spirit. It's time to do whatever we can to call the spirit back and use our tools to find our way out of this sickness for our communities, for our children. Now is not the time to feel powerless or alone. It is not easy or comfortable. May we use our sacred rage and grief to fuel our momentum, to transmute out of the broken. We have all we need to take down what has been built. Now we come together and do it. May we believe in our prayer and put it to action. Because no one person will do this. It takes us all. It takes us all as community. It takes us all as people that are in this shift of consciousness and not still stuck in the bullshit lies. All of us that want something different in you. So I do have some groups that are in the midst of, of being created. Four kids. Outdoors. If you have alternative, if you need alternative ways of educating your kids, and also different, um, another organization bringing in mindfulness-based stress reduction for, you know, frontline workers and people that are working in in the prison system and in law enforcement, because it's overwhelming for them as well too. Um, stay connected, everybody. Stay grounded. And uh, may we may we be so full of spirit and light that we have the the energy, the courage, and the motion to do this. Times are changing, and uh, and we're here for it. We've chosen to come for it. Let's do the work.